what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Leadership GPS, insightful conversations about leadership and what it takes to be successful in today's rapidly changing organizations. Hello and welcome to Leadership GPS. This is The Mesh's show dealing with leadership, the practices, some ideas for improving your own leadership skills, whether you're already in a leadership position or looking to be in one in the future. Uh, I'm Alan Jackson, President and CEO of the Jackson Group, and with me is Tony Jackson, also with the Jackson Group, founder of the Jackson Group, and also my father. So good to see you, Tony. How you doing, Dad? Tony, Dad. Tony, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it's always uh, it's always fun trying to figure out how to address you in these uh, these uh, more business settings here. But um, your holiness, sire, oh, things like that. Good. I'll write those yeah, down. Those okay. will be good for future uh, next time. I'll okay. remember that. I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we want to talk about the idea of expectations, mm-hmm. uh, and by expectations we're talking about. Uh, you know, what people expect of one another in a work environment. Leaders have expectations for employees. We know that. And we've talked a little bit about some of that in the past few episodes, what leaders expect from their team members, their employees. But we want to talk today about what senior leaders or top level leadership in an organization expects from their own leaders and managers. Mm-hmm. In other words, the others in the organization that are being charged with helping manage or lead, lead the organization, what does the top-level leadership, what do they expect from those leaders? What do they need? What are the demands? What what should people be aware of in those positions? Because I think sometimes uh, a lot of emphasis is put on what leaders are supposed to do with their their uh, baseline employees, and that's fine. But we want to talk a little bit of a level up for those in leadership positions. What could your senior or top-level leaders, the guys you report to, be expecting of you in those leadership roles and making sure we're very clear on that? Does that sound like a good topic there, Dad? Yeah, I think it's a great topic because it's something that's not really talked about a lot Mm -hmm. these days in organizations at any level. Okay. Well, let's start off first with a few definitions then, Mm -hmm. okay? Because I know as we talk about levels of leadership within an organization, uh, two words I keep hearing batted around that I think we want to take some time to define and understand the differences between talking about leaders versus managers, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. I know even in the Jackson group, we've used both terms for different roles that we have, managers, leaders, you know, directors, all these different levels we're dealing with. What, Dad, in your opinion, are the differences between managers and leaders? How would you define those two groups if someone were to ask you just out of the blue? Okay, well, it's a valid question and one that's been written about for years. In fact, you can go online and print out manager or leader and get tons of articles about these mm-hmm. things. And it seems like everybody has different um, slightly different definitions, but several things remain fairly consistent and true. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of which is that, first of all, they are different. Yes. And it is quite possible to be an effective manager, but not a good leader. Okay. And it is also effective, uh, a possible rather, to be an effective leader, but not necessarily a good manager. Hmm. Now, right. why the difference? Well, keep in mind this, things and people, those two things, things and people. Mm-hmm. Managers manage things. Leaders urge, impel, compel, drive, influence, basically, people. Okay. Main difference there, I have never seen a leader of a process or a leader of a budget. Hmm. I have never seen a leader of outcomes, manager of those things. You manage the resources to get these outcomes the way you want them. Hopefully a a term is never used anymore, but it, it was frequently used back after the 40s and for 
40 to 50 years after that, it was boss. Right? Right. Most people attribute boss as to one who has power to get things done, but basically power over you. That is more symbolic reference to those in management positions. Mm-hmm. Your position bestows upon you um, – whether you're called a manager or director or vice president or whatever, the position bestows upon you authority, authority to get things done. Leadership, though, is where you use your own talents and skills to urge people to want to do the right things in that organization. Uh, Said another way is to get your followers to want to achieve high goals. Mm -hmm. Okay, Hopefully they're the right goals in the right direction that the manager would have chosen as well. But it really is not just a matter of bossing people around to get them there. It's leading them through the right skills and processes. And mm-hmm. there are certain skills that are leader-like skills that differ completely from those of a manager. Okay. Okay. So what would be some of those skill sets that a manager has and brings to an organization? Someone who fits a good management role as a manager what are those? The, what are those skills? What are those attributes? What are those things that that we're normally looking for them to be able to do very well in a manager? Well, role? The, the list is long, obviously, mm-hmm. but some that usually stand out: organization skills. You know how you put things together in logical, sequential processes. Right. Uh, it's critical thinking skills. You know how you think about the broad impact of things and the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that also goes a little bit into leadership. I'll get sure, to that later. Right. But critical thinking skills and organization. Uh, performance management. Okay. Performance management is different from leading people, but performance management skills, doing evaluations properly, uh, holding meetings correctly, those types of things. And with the performance, uh, I would see that as more of a, you have a checklist of here are the things this employee is tasked with performing very well. I'm going to be able to evaluate that employee on how well these things are being done. Sure, sure. That's a good management role. That's right. It's not necessarily being a coach or a leader no. for that person as much as it is it's managing their performance. So, yep. right. Okay. A good example. I saw we used to do uh, training and doing evaluations properly and that type of thing. Long before the message was act like a leader, it was do these evaluations properly. Mm-hmm. And I remember very specifically, we used to do videotaping of people and then play it back for people. And one guy, we set up a scenario where he was to evaluate a lady in the class mm-hmm. And asked him to prepare, prepare overnight for this. And he came in with a handwritten script of what he was going to say. And he told me later, he said, that's exactly how I do evaluations. I write down every word. I read it to them. This is my time to tell them how they're doing, not for dialogue. And it, it was a miserable outcome. Sure. I mean, the woman started pretending to cry, and that mm. threw him off the script. You know, he <laughs> lost his place. And then he said, all right, let's just, just drive those tears and get back to this thing. You know, wow. His message was the task is more important than you are. Okay. Okay. It's different with a leader. All right. Different and that's probably the most extreme type of manager, obviously. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of organizations need managers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people need to be in management roles. you got to have some of those people who are your – prototypical manager somebody who's very good with organizing projects and, and, and keeping things on task. And like you said, with budgets, I mean, you need somebody to manage a budget process and manage a, a project and all these other things. So management roles are important. Yep. Uh, not to be discounted that it's just, they are different than what we consider leadership roles. Sure. Some could kind of be in the gray area in between and kind of be on both ends of the scale a little bit more, but you know, a true manager, like you're saying, it's about the things. It's about you it's know, doing the right things, and then usually are right in front of you as well. Okay. Take care of the task in front of you, manage them well, 
uh, organize them well, process them well, uh, get them done in a timely fashion, budget well, mm-hmm. put the numbers to it, you know, those types of things, yeah. And those are, I guess, some of the expectations if I had to look at what a, a, a higher-level leader would have for their managers. You know, if I'm uh, running a company and I have a group of managers that are tasked with certain duties, what do I demand of them? What do I expect of them? What is it that a manager needs to be able to do well and perform well in to be a successful manager in an organization? Okay, but there's the rub, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, in your question, we're almost assuming that those roles are exclusive. Okay. You said, what are those things that a leader would expect their managers to be able to do? Do you think it's fair to say that we also expect managers to lead well? I, I'd love to think that way, but I don't think that's always possible. I don't know. That, that's, I, I can see where some people do fit a management role, a manager role, and may not be the best leader of people, but it needs to make sure that their role reflects that. I mean, they need to be put in a role where they are asked to ta- manage a process, but they're not necessarily asked to lead a team or individuals. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it comes back to expectations, doesn't it, right, which yeah. we're here to talk about. Mm-hmm. But true, but you know, we are seeing a lot of CEOs these days expecting anybody in a, quote, leadership role or influence role in the organization, designated role, meaning supervisor, lead person, okay. manager, director, vice president. Anybody that has somebody report well, to them. That's that's you know what they're thinking is also supposed to be a leader. And I'm not sure that's possible or – Right. Well, I agree. I I think uh, just like I was saying before, in a perfect world, maybe all of those managers could be ideal leaders, but I don't think they have to be or sometimes they shouldn't be. Well, but let me let me paint this picture for you. There's there's some element of truth, but we have to make sure we're viewing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Suppose that you're one of the people, the managers that report to you as a CEO, Alan, which you are, Mm -hmm. is a finance manager. Yes. Their job is pushing the numbers. Right. Managing the numbers. Yes getting the spreadsheets done, accurate balance sheets. There's hardly any way to expect that person to be a leader, except when that person has to act in leader-like ways and how they're translating that budget to everybody that's in the organization. That's right. And communicating it and espousing the accountability for meeting those goals and targets. Then you can honestly expect that person to act in that leader-like way. True. You know, if I was that person – to be acting in a non-leader-like way and communicating the budget to people, I was simply to read them the numbers mm-hmm. and get on with it. Right. But I, I need to put those numbers in context. You know, numbers are only indicators mm-hmm. of other things happening. Uh, and th- th- being somebody that can translate that to people well is more leader-like than just True. reading the numbers out. Right. And I think given that example as well. I mean, every organization has somebody managing their finances or their numbers and their books. Although it would be great if everybody who handled that task as a manager also had those leader-like tendencies where they could communicate. I agree with you. I don't think it has to be that way. I mean, in some organizations, I could very easily see where you've got a very, very good, highly competent manager over a process, but they may need somebody else to take on more of the leadership role of how you communicate that out to the workforce and how you create the vision and get everybody to buy into it. You know, there again, perfect world would be great to have somebody that could do both, but I don't think that's always possible. And I don't think it's always necessary because then you're basically taking someone who may be much better at managing a project 
and having kind of forcing them to step into a leadership role when that may not be their their skill sets. Well, can you take any again as a CEO, Alan? Mm-hmm. Can you take any of your managers and department directors in this organization and demand that they be leaders? Demand. Demand. I don't think I can demand anybody to change their personality. I can expect and have requests and, and desires to see what they can do. And I see my role is to try to help them get there if they have obstacles to get them there. Demanding, I don't know. This kind of goes back to um, the old thought and my thought about even evaluations and everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we get, we get performance from people from one of two ways. And we said this in one of our previous sessions. We can either get compliance. Mm-hmm. That's doing as I'm told. Right. And uh, the other is through commitment, which Mm -hmm. is tougher to do, Mm -hmm. where people choose to do their jobs well. Right. By choice. Both of them work. Mm -hmm. Right. I've often said to people, said, you can't demand excellence from people. You can demand compliance. Mm -hmm. Right. But you can encourage, promote, support, reinforce and reward excellence when it occurs. Right. And that's the environment where a person can choose to be excellent if they want to. Sure. And, I, you know, I think that a lot of times in today's modern organizations, which are completely different organizations to run than the organizations of the 40s and 50s mm-hmm. and 60s, mm-hmm. particularly the 60s and 70s, as different from the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. The 40s and 50s were years after the Second World War. Mm-hmm. People came in from production line mentality, and they, they walked into a world that, that some people have uh, described as, as kind of the the boss world. You know, mm-hmm. you do what the man tells you to do. It's your right. job. You keep your job, and, and that's what you have to worry about. Uh, some people have termed that the command and control years, mm-hmm. you know, from 45 to 65. But think about the 60s. I mean, I was, I was in high school and college in the 60s, and those mm-hmm. are, boy, those are different years. That was an angry time. It was, I'm a, sure. Oh, man, the whole world just changed. And uh, obviously explains why I'm the, the dad to you that I have always been, Alan. <laughs> Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> the years from 65 to 85, roughly, somebody has termed the empowerment years. And mm-hmm. I, I, frankly, I'd bristle at that term. That's always an overused term. But basically, it was also an age of entitlement. People mm-hmm. came in expecting to be involved, mm-hmm. expecting to, 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 to be able to give to the organization they chose to give more to. They made the choice about who they work for, under what conditions, rather than the boss says, do this, that's my job. Thank goodness I've got a job. Right. The latest... I guess, era that, that people say we're in right now are, are what's called the ambiguity years. Hmm. And, you know, that's an interesting term because we've become global in organizations and broader in our scopes. Right. And we're expecting a lot more from people. The bar's been raised on people we call leaders, sure. more so than on managers. Yes. We, but it's not, not uncommon now to find people in responsible positions of management or leadership who think it's expected of them to work. Not eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Right? That was the model from the 40s and 50s, right? But to give whatever it takes. Yep. At night, weekends, take work home, those types of things. Right? Sure. And I think we're also seeing that same change that I like that. I mean, I don't like the term ambiguity, but it's true. I guess it's very, it's very accurate because we're also seeing a lot of organizations that are growing and building these days. They don't always have that same uh, structure mentality as far as the levels go and how the leadership roles are defined. It's a lot more of everybody's uh, focus on a certain skill set or a certain task as opposed to, well, let's structure this 
perfect pyramid of a leadership structure and well this level does this decision this level does this decision yeah, yeah. i don't see that as often or as as consistent as it used well to there's be. more models there mm-hmm. you know you talk about uh, cross-functional teams as a way right. you, you talk about matrix management you know all those types of things which are very confusing yes and i've yet to see an organization that does those things perfectly but to put in the in the voice of the person who wrote about those three eras of uh of the expectations of leaders from the command and control years through the empowerment years to the ambiguity years. This one statement stands out that he wrote about the ambiguity years. He says, because of all these changes, meaning globalization and different forms of structures and things of that nature and specialization and technology and different levels of education of people that you work with. So because of all these changes, many leaders no longer know what to do, much less how to get things done. Hmm. The best wow. leaders in these situations know how to cope with ambiguity. Mm, coping. Yeah. And that's something. <laughs> that is yeah. interesting. They work, they, closely, they work closely with their employees to gather relevant information and jointly make decisions about what and how to do things. That's a totally different model. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's very frustrating to some people. Sure. It comes more naturally to people who lead people than those who manage processes. Okay. You see? Interesting. Uh, we, we've talked about the manager role, and I think – there's still some, I guess, ambiguity as, as things have evolved in the business world. But let's shift over now to the true idea of a leader. And I, I'm more curious about your definition, my definition, how we see the idea of what we consider to be a leader. We've talked a little bit about what we expect a manager to be and that a manager may have leadership tendencies. There may be a desire to have them be more of a leader. But what do we expect or how do we define a true leader? So I'm going to kick it over to you first. Hmm. If somebody asks you, Tony, what's a leader? In yep. your mind, what is, what is a leader? How would you define that? I, I put it simply, and I know people can pick it apart, and that's fine, but as long as they don't call in to do that. Um, to, to me, as a, a leader is a person who does a lot of leader-like things consistently. Right. Translated, it means that they positively influence people around them. Okay. In a in a positive direction. Meaning. So it really is all that focus on the people again. It's people. It's, it's, it's always people focused. Mm-hmm. It's always situation focused. In fact, somebody has said before that there are three components that a leader has to be aware of. It's the be, the know, and the do. Mm-hmm. Be is the type of person we bring to the table ourselves, who we are. Mm-hmm. All right? Know what that's our skill sets. Mm-hmm. And then do is the performance end of it. Yeah. And the good leader puts those three to, to together. But it's always focused on people. It's never focused just on things. Okay. Is it safe to say, and I'm, I'm tying us back to our previous episode where we talked about the idea of satisfaction versus engagement. Yeah. Is it a somewhat clean model to say that managers have more responsibility over the satisfaction elements and leadership over leaders over the engagement? Or is that too simplified a, a, a structure? I'm impressed, Alan. That's pretty good insight yeah, on your bad, part. Huh? You, yeah. you, did you read that? Or I paid attention it? last time. Okay. Is what I did. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, if you manage the things, salary, benefits, compensation, work environment, work conditions, things like that, those are things to manage. Mm-hmm. You get them set, they stay stable, you know, and, and the only time you have to worry about them is when they go awry and people get dissatisfied. Right. Okay? But it's not leadership. Sure. It's not leadership. Leadership is... Making people feel that you've got confidence in them, mm-hmm. that they can do the job. They can make decisions on their own without mm-hmm. having to come to you mm-hmm. from the boss standpoint and trusting them to do that. Right. It's giving them the skills to do that. Leadership is helping people grow in their capacity to do the job, not just march to the tune to get the job done. Right. Leadership is choosing to 
around with your staff and spend time with them and treat them as people first, producers second. Uh, leadership is, is the type of individual that you feel that you want to get things done for. It's just that simple difference in do I have to do this or do I want to do this? Right. All right. Interesting. Yeah. And as I wrote down my notes here, looking at what are my own expectations for managers and what are my expectations for leaders, and we didn't share any notes before going into this conversation, yep. all of my notes of what I expect from managers yep. are very tangible, more concrete, actionable things mm-hmm. that are more about processes and more Mm -hmm. about structure and more about communication within a team where the expectations for leaders are truly those more people centered. How do you create that culture of engagement? How do you help reward employees? How do you help motivate them? Yep. Uh, That's uh, that's really interesting. But remember there are leader like things that anybody, including managers can do. Sure. I mean, then, and I, you can take the most control oriented managerial focused person Mm-hmm. who has to have a handle on everything and teach them some leader-like behaviors. Mm-hmm. And as long as they do them over time with some consistency at the right timing, meaning everything's situational again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they can be leaders in their time. They can sure. be leaders for the moment. They right. can be leaders in this situation. Another truism is once a leader, always a leader. That's not true. Hmm. You know, I shouldn't say a truism. thing that we think is a truism. Once it's a leader, always right. a leader. No, huh? How about leaders are born, not made, or leaders are made, not born? Well, I think you can make leader-like behaviors when people. Hmm. You can encourage them to use leader-like skills in situations when yeah. they see a need for it. Well, and that even goes back even further back in our episodes to that abnormal side of leadership where sometimes it's people stepping outside of a comfort zone yep. to display a leadership tendency or a leadership ability, even though that may not be their core skill set. Sometimes they're called upon to do those leader-like things yep. and emulate a leader to some degree to mm-hmm. get a certain project done or a process taken care of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Dad, I'm going to kind of ask you from a, a very personal opinion here. You know, you ran the Jackson Group for many, many years before uh, handing the reins over to me years back. So you had 20-some years yep. where you, know, you were running things solely there and you had – Or leading. You, or leading, yeah. right, and you had people reporting to you. Mm-hmm. During that time, and even now as, as your role as both board chairman, as a consultant, and, and working with organizations on helping develop their leaders, what are the things, real specific things that to you make – that you expect from a really good leader? From a leader? Yes. If you've got somebody reporting to you – and they're in what you consider or want to be a leadership role. What are the real specific things that you expect from them? Okay. I'm going to copy somebody else's four basics mm-hmm. that I think are just superb. And then I'm going to extrapolate on those and give them some, some depth. Okay. okay. Sure. Stephen Covey, in one of mm-hmm. his great books, and this one was about principal centered leadership, said, don't worry about this thing about are you a manager or a leader? He said, because managers, I mean, excuse me, leaders manage four things. Leaders manage four things. Mm -hmm. One of which is they manage people's attention. Mm -hmm. In other words, they point to the direction. They say, over there, that's important. This is where we're going, guys. Mm -hmm. You know, not to the side, but over there. They manage attention. Second thing is they manage the meaning of things. And I love that that thought. Mm -hmm. They manage the meaning of things. They give meaning. They give substance. They give whys. To the question of what, okay, all right, they give the answers to those questions: the what and the why and the how. They provide meaning. Why is it important to do this job this way? Why, what difference does that make? That's what these people from the ambiguity years and the empowerment years want to know. You know, why do it this way? Mm-hmm. The boss, 
The manager would say, because I said to do it that way. Right. That's the way we do it. Mm-hmm. That's the way we do it. The leader says, let me tell you why it's important. Okay. All right. That's the difference in that. So they mm-hmm. manage, first of all, people's attention. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they manage meaning. Third, they manage themselves. Mm-hmm. They, I have never known a person that I would classify as a good leader to take themselves out of the equation. They're always self-assessing, saying, how am I doing at this? Hmm. Did I positively influence that or not? Did I get in the way? All right? Did I enable that person to do well, or did I put a roadblock up? Right. Am I judging the person, or am I enabling the person? Okay. They're always in that picture. Hmm. The fourth thing that they said is they manage trust, or mm-hmm. trusting relationships. Mm-hmm. And that can speak to communications. It can speak to predictability. It can speak to, to consistency of actions and those types of things. But they manage trust. And if you got trust from people, they're going to follow you right? because they believe in you. Mm-hmm. right? And if you're saying that over there is important for these reasons and you put yourself in the mix as one of them and they trust you, everybody's going the same direction. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Drive Leadership, a leadership development and consulting service of the Jackson Group. Drive Leadership is a comprehensive process for preparing current and future leaders for active, results-oriented roles in rapidly changing organizations through the use of leader assessments, skills development sessions, individual or team coaching, and online reinforcement. To learn more about the Drive Leadership concept, visit its website at www.driveleadership.com. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. I ran across an article not long ago. There are nine themes that says that characterize outstanding leaders today. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is based on a lot of research. It was done overseas in Great Britain, but it, it's still research, and I think it's, it's um, transatlantic in, in its impact. Mm-hmm. But I think these things make sense in terms of what I'm hearing from some CEOs today. Right. Before I list those for you, let me tell you what I ran into from at least two CEOs and healthcare organizations right now that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Both those CEOs say, when I ask them, I say, what do you expect from your leaders? Right. They stumble with that, as right. everybody does. They say, well, you know, we expect them to lead people. Well, sure. what do you mean lead people? Mm-hmm. Behavioralize it for me. Tell me what you mean. Tell me what separates a good leader from an acceptable or good manager in your organization, or what makes a person a leader versus a manager. They can't articulate that. They really can't. So our evaluation forms and things like that are based on managerial traits, not leader-like types of things. That's why it goes back to can you expect and demand leadership or you encourage it. You know, you expect it and encourage it and build it, but I don't know if you're going to demand it from people. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. These same CEOs have also said that they want leaders who can, and we used to call it think outside the box. That's an old term, but I call call it thinking deep and thinking long, mm-hmm. broad and, and broadly in depth, in, in, in depth about things. Sure, they, they want people to look at things beyond what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. Managers have to manage what's in front of them. Right. I've got that done. Fine. It fits in that category. I took care of that. Boom. Click mm-hmm. it off. I'm good. But the manager, the leader in that person, is simply saying, 
What if? Mm-hmm. What happens if I do this? What's right. the long-term effect? Who else has to know about this? Yeah, yeah, I wrote a memo about it and posted, but did it communicate what I wanted to? Exactly. They're always thinking broader and deeper about this. A little deeper thought process That's on exactly what the right. actions are, are going to require. That's right. That, yeah. they, 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 they tend to think systemically. They think of the system rather than just the job in mm-hmm. front of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. They think of impact on others. That's what people want. Uh, CEOs also tell me they want their, their, their leaders and managers to think long-term, not just immediate. Mm-hmm. So it's not only just what's in front of me to do these things, but what I need to be doing down the road. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of nice. One of these nine traits that this research brought out said effective or outstanding leaders bring meaning to life. Well, I thought that was a little soft at first, but mm-hmm. when you read it, it says outstanding leadership enables a strong and shared sense of purpose across the organization. Mm-hmm. They emphasize emotional connection for people with a focus on passion and on ethical purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes back to what Covey said about giving meaning to things, you know? Sure. Give it a good example. One hospital I work with, the CEO was very, very passionate mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of his wanting his organization to stick to the basics about serving patients well, mm-hmm. connecting with the person, um, not so much the soft stuff, you know, it's fine to do the quality work by the mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. but what kind of impressions do we make on people? How do mm-hmm. they feel about the care they've received? Mm-hmm. And he's very passionate about that. And what they've been trying to do lately are give examples of that. So they read letters, compliments from patients and family members to their managers and to their staff and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And almost everyone, I have never heard one of those letters read uh, to people that came from a patient or family member that applauded the hospital's clinical outcomes, right? Sure, our quality of care initiatives, mm-hmm. or their technical processes mm-hmm. for getting things done. How great was that piece of machinery that yeah, was used? Yeah, to never write have heard right. that. Never right. have heard it. They do speak to things about who cared for me, yeah, how sure. nice they were, whether they spoke to me and listened to me, you know, those types of things, and all the behavioral things that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think. Thinking systemically and acting long term are, are uh, one of those traits that we want leaders to do. Yeah. They want to put the meaning behind things. Um, I like to think of leaders as being able to think um, less rigidly mm-hmm. than managers do. Mm-hmm. Managers want policies and procedures. Why? Because it's a roadmap, it's right. boundaries. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it in the policy? Well, is that how we do it? Fine, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, leaders see policies and procedures as guidelines or templates, if you would. Not kind of a starting mimic. point. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, outstanding leadership focuses on the few key systems and processes which helps provide clarity and give structure and able feedback and allow time for discussion and able to develop the vision. That's how they say it in this report. Mm-hmm. But basically what they are doing is simply saying, look, don't stick to the script if the yeah. script doesn't help. That's right. Okay. I see a lot of times there's people that I think limit themselves and their ability to work with their, their teams by feeling like, well, this is the document I need to follow, either a process, procedure, policy, whatever it may be. And it's true. It does. If you, if you stick to that, there's value to that. I understand the need to stick to things sometimes, but you've also got to be able to look and say, is this really right for the situation? Does it make sense? Does it make sense for Mm -hmm. what we're dealing with? Mm -hmm. And sometimes good leaders are the ones that can say, you know what? I can. I can. I feel like we ought to bend this one a little bit. Let's yeah. expand on this a little yeah. bit more. Let's let's revise this to make this work for us. And to show you how so. tough that is, think mm-hmm. of how difficult that is for some people who have to rely on policies and procedures for their 
their own security about sure. their decision making. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. give me the policies, tell me the job, tell me what to, what to do, and I'll do it. That's marching to the tune. That's oh, yeah. old style. Yeah. It's not modern day leaders, and it's certainly not leader like. Another thing that I think has to be expected of leaders today is that they are self aware and they do put themselves in the picture. They do see themselves as a leader rather than a person who's given a job as a manager. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's a lot. Of, I ask a lot of people that I work with, I say, are you passionate about being a good leader? Most people say no. Mm-hmm. Most people say no. I ask them also, I said, do you have a clear understanding of exactly what's expected of you as a leader in this organization? Mm-hmm. Almost to a person, they say no. Wow. Now, that's scary. Yeah, that is. Because we're asking people to function in a black box mm-hmm. of unknowns. Another thing that is that understand that talk is work. Mm-hmm. Leaders need to be good communicators. Mm-hmm. They need to be skillful. Mm-hmm. Somebody once said an inarticulate leader makes us all uncomfortable. Yeah, sure. And that's true. Mm-hmm. And we've all heard those people who stand in front of the group and just can't get it across. Mm-hmm. They're saying the right words eventually, but they just can't get it across by how they say it. Right. And I know we've talked before about all the dimensions about how we're affected as communicators and our verbal nonverbal cues and those types of things. Mm-hmm. But understanding that talk is work. Communications is important. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've got a couple. If I can interject a few here as I well. Wasn't just, finished, but well okay. I was finished. I know. I see. I know you got a nice little list there. But I know. You're looking at the watch. No, no. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me jump in with a few here. Just uh, some things that I thought of personally when I'm trying to think of what what do I expect from good leaders. And, and these are things. These are the top three things that jumped out at me as far as what I see when I can notice a good leader. And these are things that are very visible, I think, easy to spot with things. One, to me, is when the team that that leader leads is happy at the, at the job, mm-hmm. okay? And not just happy in that, you know, they're happy to be around their friends and happy to go home at 5 o'clock. I mean, enjoying what they're doing and are going to be the ones that match that engagement culture that we talked about last last episode. Yep where they're not the ones complaining if they got to stay over a little bit extra at work because they've bought into the process. They've bought into the mission of the company. They've bought into what they're doing. And to me, that's a sign of a good leader above them because that leader has instilled that drive in them where they're not going to get hung up on minor details around the workplace or, Mm -hmm. you know, looking within the boundaries of policies or schedule or anything like that. Uh, To me, another thing that spots for me a good leader is when, the employees that also report to that leader are seeing growth over 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 time. Where growth they, in themselves. Growth in themselves, growth in their skills, their mm-hmm. abilities. Mm-hmm. When you see them adding more and more back to the company over time, to me that's a sign of a good leader above them. Because when you've got employees that basically are doing the same job for 10 years, yeah. same skill level and all that, to me there's not a leader above them. There's a manager mm-hmm. probably managing that work and making sure that they're handling their their, their job okay. But the leader would be the one saying, you know what, this person can do more. I see more skills available for this person. Let's grow. Let's help them develop. Let's make them a better asset to the organization. Okay. Yep. And then the third thing I've got, and then I'll let you get back to some of yours as well, is I've got where I see employees that are left alone by their leader. Hmm. In other words, they don't have that presence where somebody is watching and managing their every day. Here's what you're going to do That's today. Trust. It's trust. Exactly. Okay. Like you said, it's trust. It's that when I see that employees are functioning on their own without having to have that direct contact all the time, to me, that's a sign of a good leader above them. So it's mm-hmm. almost like I look to employees themselves to show me what kind of leader they have above them. Because if the leader's doing their job right and they're leading those people, 
Those people are autonomous. Mm. They are uh, confident in what they're doing. They're growing over time. And they're not, and they're generally happy and engaged with what they're doing. They're yeah. not going to be the ones to pick apart, you know, minute details about their job. Anyway, that's that's my side of things well, there. So to take off, yeah, and it's interesting that one you finished up with there actually kind of mirrors the next one that was on my list okay, from good. this article. Mm-hmm. And that article said another trait is that good leaders, or effective leaders, give time and space to others. Mm-hmm. And the way they interpret that is outstanding leaders both give significantly more time to people than do not outstanding leaders. Mm-hmm. Now, those who are good at leadership spend time with people. Sure. They're people. Right. right. They don't leave them alone. Mm-hmm. They coach, they counsel, they discuss, they appreciate, they give feedback, and they allow their people considerably more freedom mm-hmm. and influence over the work they do and how to do it. Yep. But that's that autonomy that's, we're that's talking it. about. Right? Yeah, and by autonomy, I'm not saying that I expect a leader to be completely invisible from the employees. It's like you're saying the time that they are spending with employees is not – well, let's see how we're doing on this list, and did you do this, and did you do this, and mm-hmm. did you get this done by 5 o'clock and all that. It's more of how are you doing? What are some things that we can work on together to help either make this process smoother mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. get you stronger in the organization or yeah. whatever it may be? Yeah. I, I love it when people say, you know, there are leaders who will ask their staff, what do you think? Mm-hmm. There's nothing more empowering, if you want to use that term, or trusting than to say, tell me what you think. Because that, that, that basically says, I trust your opinion, mm. and you, you may have different information than I do, but it also implies that, that you're willing to listen to a different view. Yeah. Okay. And on that same note, too, one thing I would encourage anybody in a leadership role that is reporting to someone above them, a senior leadership team or executive team or whatever it may be, is when they do put that trust in you and want to know your opinion, mm. give them your opinion. Mm. You know, I, I, I do find some frustrations from time to time over the past uh, – you know, 10, 15 years that I've been in a leadership role when leaders, other leaders in my organization are coming to me and saying, what should I do with Mm -hmm. this? Or what do you want me to do about this? Mm -hmm. That's fine if you're new and still kind of growing with the organization. But after a certain point, to be a really effective leader, the person above you has got to trust that you're going to take care of it and you know what to do with this. That's not to say that you're going to be perfect in all your decisions. Some things are not going to go right. Some decisions will, will turn out bad. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, if you can prove to yourself, prove to that leader above you, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to make these decisions. I still know when I need to come to you for certain big things or real question marks. But otherwise, I've got this. I can do it, and let me show you what I can do. What you basically saying, I agree with it wholeheartedly. I like it when a, a person that reports to me takes the first step. Mm-hmm. They don't have to yes. be told the first step to take. They go ahead and take it. That's right. Hopefully, it's a good sound step. But, you know, sometimes, like you say, they're going to screw up. Sometimes they're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. But if the intention was right and they wanted to act first, mm-hmm. think about it later, I'd rather go for that. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm much more of a believer that I would rather a leader in an organization where I'm, I'm involved yeah. take a chance, make a move, make that first move. And I, even if it fails, I'd rather see a failure off of a innovative or thoughtful first step than to see someone not take action yep. and miss an opportunity or miss a chance to improve something. Yep. I mean, I'd rather see a failure that we can learn from mm-hmm. and that knows that that leader was willing to take a chance and make the first move than to not see it happen at all. Well, if you really think about it, a supposedly uh, called leader that comes to you and says, what do you want me to do mm-hmm. is really saying, 
I want to manage this situation. Right. Tell me what to manage. Exactly. That's that's what it's, it reverts it to. Is. Yeah. It is. I'm a good. I'm a manager. Yep. Just I tell me do, my marching orders. I will do what you need me to do. Just tell me what to do. That's and right. I, if I've got somebody in a management role, great. That's mm-hmm. I need them to manage. I need them to manage a process, a project, whatever. That's fine. I don't mind being asked those questions. But if I'm expecting someone to be in a leadership role. I don't want to have those questions asked. I want to see the action, and then we can talk about how it worked out afterwards. Yeah, you know? yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. What were there some other other? Not that you haven't already mentioned. They yeah. put them a little bit differently, but you okay, know, sure. grow, grow people through performance, yeah. which you've, you've alluded to, and yeah. outstanding leaders passionately and constantly invest in their people, let them grow. Mm-hmm. Another one was they said we put the we before me, obviously, mm-hmm. and that's collective, uh, col- collaborative decision making. It's collectiveness. It's team spirit. It's thinking globally rather than narrowly in front of me. It's not thinking me first, but we as you know, we're all in this together. Um, and the last one they said, and I thought it was kind of interesting. I had to reread it a little bit from this study. They said the effective leader takes deeper breaths and hold them longer. Well, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they're good at deep sea diving. Right. <laughs> okay, so we're Don't not looking that for, statement to, we're not looking for uh, breath holding capability. That's here, right. So, right. And I'm not sure. And since this is number nine out of nine, I'm not sure that they weren't just stretching maybe it a bit. Maybe to come this may be their weakest one. Clincher, yeah, so. yeah. But they said take deeper breaths and hold them longer. Outstanding leaders actively build trust by delivering on promises and acting with consistency, which in turn leads to a sense of security and greater freedom of expression, which is true. Mm -hmm. They understand the power of trust to speed up interactions, enable people to take risks, diminish arguments or disputes, and underpin innovation. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what the last of that means, but it sounds pretty pretty impressive. But I I think that to me – and when I read in that, when I first saw take deeper breaths and hold them longer, I think it implied to me that there's an emotional maturity in a leader mm-hmm. where they resist doing what comes normally and naturally to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I once told people that the best definition of a leader sometimes is a person who acts abnormally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the right reasons. And by acting abnormally, and we're not saying – Leaders need to be fast decision makers and making these impulsive, quick decisions. We're saying quite the opposite. It's okay, and we we want leaders that will make decisions, but we want them to be thoughtful about it. We want them to really have put their thought into that sure. that decision. And uh, I guess that's what they're referring to: is take that longer breath to say, "All right, let me really think this through." But if uh, once I make the commitment to make this to do this, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. You know. yeah, and just just do it, you know, right. that type of thing. In fact, there was an article written recently. Just just do it. We just decided to do it and yeah. moving on. But the other thing is the emotional maturity. Sometimes people have to step outside themselves and what comes naturally. The person who flies off the handle when they get frustrated or stressed out or whatever needs to think, "I'm a leader. I'm influence of others, and what they see in me is that behavior. And that's mm-hmm. not what I want them to see." Right. So how do I model them? appropriate behavior it means i'm got to take a deeper breath i got to count to 10 i've got to do what's unnatural for me mm-hmm. because i know i'm leading others well you know something i just thought of too as we're getting very close to trying to uh, wrapping this up here is uh, to me one thing that i like to see in leaders is and it harks a little bit on the the comment you just made about just doing it yeah uh, i think we've gotten to a point sometimes in the business world where we we over meet over discuss over uh, document every decision we're going to make sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's because you get a lot of people that with that manager mentality, trying to battle up on these thing and really just hammer it all out when you're right. Sometimes it's just a matter of doing it. And sometimes the leader's the one to mm-hmm. say, we're going to do this. Here we go. 
step one, we've already pulled the trigger. Let's get going. And, you know, yes, there's obviously some pitfalls that could happen with that. But like I said, I'd rather see a leader take those bold moves and just do it, get it going, than to hold 12 different meetings over a six-month period to talk about should we do it and how are we going to do it if we do it and what's the pros and cons. and Well, yeah. Yeah, paralysis of analysis. Exactly. Uh, there's, it has to go along with that, though. Once you decide to act, as a leader, you also have to be willing to step back once in a while and admit fallibility. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Say, that was a bad decision on my part. Sure. Or we went in the wrong direction. Or mm-hmm. hmm, that was a premature decision. We need to rethink this. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's part of that uh kind of that new age of, of leadership that we function in that, that we call the ambiguity age, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, not knowing what to do, well, what's right to do in a situation is what the situation calls for. Yeah, just that situation. Mm-hmm. So situational leadership. Um, I know we want to wrap up here, but you know one of the things about expectations that I want to make a clear point about: mm-hmm. we don't, in any organization I've worked with, do a very good job of stating expectations to people clearly mm-hmm. and behaviorally. Mm-hmm. You know, we broadcast some broad topics. Do your job. Well, just do your job, you know? Get along with people. Right. Right. Well, manage your people well. Right, sure. You know, this broad type Treat of thing. customers great. And everybody's and out there saying, yeah, I do that. I do mm-hmm. that. I do that. So right. I must be a great leader. Yeah. Well, we need to behavioralize for people. We need to be specific about it. We need to be passionate from the top down. CEOs need to say to your people, I need for you to do such and yes. such. This is what I expect you to do. Right. This is what I'm looking for as outcomes of that in specific terms, all right? Nobody can live by generalities. Mm-hmm. We live by their specifics. George Bernard Shaw once said, and he was a playwright, as you know, he said, our conduct is influenced not by our experience, but by our expectation. Mm-hmm. And here's a little scenario that, that was written in the same article, which I really like. I had not read it before. And uh, this was about an interview that was being done for uh, to fill a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. A leadership role. So okay. somebody's interviewing somebody to be a leader in an organization. Yes. And the question they asked, first of all, said, tell me about the people at the organization you just left, mm-hmm. which is a great question. And this was a senior manager who was screening applicants to fill a leadership position. Wow. And the answer that he got was they were uneducated and lazy. You always had to keep an eye on them because they were constantly trying to goof off or rip off the company. They were lousy communicators, resisted change, and only cared about themselves. The response from the senior manager who was doing the interviewing said, well, that's too bad. I'm sorry to say that's the same type of people that you'll find here. I don't think this is going to be a good fit for you. (laughs) The next candidate came in, next candidate, and she was asked the same question about, tell me about the people in the organization just left. And she responded by saying, oh, well, they were great. Although many of them couldn't read and, and we had some trouble communicating with each other, they were very driven to succeed. Once we all got to know each other, they were constantly helping one another and working together. Great, said the senior manager. Said, that's the same type of people you'll find here. This would be a good fit for you. Yeah, that's good. Expectations. Sometimes we, you know, we have to tell people what we're looking for, and then we have to look for it. Exactly. And reinforce it. Sure. That's exactly what it is. And I get sick and tired of CEOs and others who have just broad, general platitudes about mm-hmm. what they expect because mm-hmm. it leaves everybody in a black hole of information. Right. That means that almost, well, it's up to my interpretation. Yeah. What does it mean? Lead your people. Well, well, okay, I can do that. Sure. Oh, yeah. really? I'm leading people. Yeah. Well. I'm yeah. getting over here. Yeah. And everybody shows up for the staff meeting on time. That's and, exactly uh, right. You know, Cause I t- told them they were going to be fired mm-hmm. if they didn't, you know, they, they, they take their job. notes and uh, they go out back and do their work. So I'm a good leader. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. And we have to, to put it together. I mean, yeah, I love it when somebody, 
thinks of their managers as potential leaders in organizations mm-hmm. where they say, you know, we know what we expect to be that there's managers here. That's in our standards of performance. Mm-hmm. But our credo about leadership tells us how we lead, mm-hmm. you know, that's what good. we champion and what we what we do here. What's us as leaders? I think that's great. All right. It is. So really all about expectations and, and communicating those expectations and then holding people accountable for those expectations. Yeah. Yep. If, if we've shared it with them and they've heard it and they understand those clear expectations, then we have every right at that point to start expecting those things to happen in those roles and find out why it's not if it doesn't and help work to get them there. So and let's think, let's start thinking in a very mature way about this expectations. When people meet expectations, they're basically doing the basics, mm-hmm. not right. always the minimal, but they're, they're that. Okay. Sure. Again, I can't expect you to do excellent work. Mm-hmm. I can expect you to do the job right. as I've defined it. But I can encourage you to do excellent work. Mm-hmm. I can encourage you to lead rather than just manage if I'm a CEO. Right. So we're not only talking about expectations. We're talking about expectations. And we're talking about, hmm, what do we want to call it? Our urges, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. our hope fors. Um, what's the right word I'm looking for here? It's, it's not expectations. We think about expectations, but we're also talking about what we champion in mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. what we encourage. Encouragement. Okay. Oh, there you go. So you and almost had a Rick Perry moment there for a minute. That's, 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 what's that? Uh, who's that yeah. uh, politician? The brain freeze? Just, uh, just, just say oops and you'll be okay. That's right. So oops. Right. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, the thing is that we, we when we talk about just expectations, mm-hmm. we're basically – bracketing in the sandbox that people are to play in. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about the other side of expectations, the encouragement, Mm -hmm. we're talking about the possibilities outside that box. Okay. See? Yeah. There's a difference. That's good. Mm -hmm. You like that? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm, I'm going to write that down right now. That's one of those Tony things. Well, there you go. I think that's a good way to cap off this conversation then. So it's been all about expectations. Uh, manager and leader and really what we expect of our leaders and what any organization should expect of their leaders and how important knowing those expectations and being clear about them are to that organization as well. Yeah. Great. This is a good conversation. Thanks as always, dad. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to being back together again for uh, the next episode. Uh, Again, this has been leadership GPS. I'm Alan Jackson. And with me is Tony Jackson. We're both with the Jackson group, uh, a management consulting and survey services firm out of North Carolina. And you can learn more about the Jackson Group at thejacksongroup.com. That's T-H-E, jacksongroup.com, all one word. And uh, we're a part of the mesh. So if, uh, if you're interested in some of the other business-related podcasts or even some of the other non-business podcasts, there's a whole variety of them on the website at themesh.tv. Please come check us out. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, there's also actually a, a phone number. Did you know we have a phone number now that people I did can call? Not and leave voice messages for any of the shows that we could either play back or uh, read out uh, during the shows as well. So if anybody listening has a question, a potential topic for the future, either shoot us an email or call that number and leave a voice message, and we'll uh, definitely give it a listen. You going to tell them the number? Uh, of course, I don't have it in front of me of right course now. Not. So of course yeah. not, I don't. So, but it was my uh, expectation that you would. I know, and right? I have failed that expectation. And so. my encouragement is that you'll remember it next My time. encouragement <laughs> will be next episode, we will have that phone number in front of us. In the meantime, you can go to the website, <laughs> themesh.tv, and see said phone number and uh, leave that voice message. So again, for Leadership GPS, I'm Alan, and with me is Tony. And thanks again for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Alan.
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.